You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Smart Connect Podcast, the podcast for small to medium sized enterprises. Join your host, Anne Marie Cross, as she interviews business experts and industry thought leaders on best practice initiatives, innovation, and insights to help you grow your business. Now, over to your host. Welcome to Smart Connect Podcast, Episode 2, featuring business experts and industry thought leaders to help you effectively navigate a constantly changing and disruptive marketplace. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Did you realise that peers are now as credible as experts? In fact, 6 out of 10 people will believe a search engine over a human editor. And this is one of the symptoms of what the Edelman Trust Barometer is calling the crisis of trust in 2017, where two-thirds of the world's population have lost trust in government, NGOs, businesses and the media. And 85% of people believe that influence and authority are in the hands of the people rather than in institutions. So when it comes to trust, what would consumers say about your business? Joining me on today's show is Violetta Balhas. Violetta is an alchemic communication specialist who has transmuted a love of words into a lifelong career. First as a writer and a journalist, and then as a communication professional with some teaching, training, and psycholinguistics along the way. The communications umbrella is vast and Violetta likes to play under all of it, but particularly in external communications, which most often these days means content and marketing communications. She combines hippie sensibilities, which is communication in connection or is connection with punk execution. Sometimes you need to destroy the joint and always aims for meaningful communications that engages people, drives action, underpins branding and establishes trust and longevity. And on today's show, Violetta is going to share why content marketing is the only marketing that's left. And Seth Godin said that, I believe. The single key to successful content marketing has as well as three ways to ensure success with your content marketing. So welcome to the show, Violetta. Thank you. What an intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all from, from the information that you shared. And this is something that I know that you're really passionate about. And we could really see that coming through from your bio and a little bit of information about you. When we look at the Edelman Trust Barometer, calling the crisis of trust in 2017, I'm sure there are a number of different things we need to implement straight away in our businesses to ensure that we are not losing trust by things that we do and things that we're not doing. Oh, absolutely. Trust is key. You know, it used to be that once upon a time, we believed that all we had to do was have a good service, have a good product, and that would be enough. But it's not anymore. We are living in a world where the marketplace is really sophisticated. People are sophisticated and they actually expect so much more from their businesses, from from their governments, from mm. their organizations, from everyone. Yeah, And it's all about building that trust. Uh, trust is not only what brings people to you now, but ensures that you have longevity in your business. And how you gain that trust is really uh, a question for the ages more than ever before, particularly Absolutely. given the state of trust in the world right now. Mm. And I think with that, that state of trust and building trust, it's also very important to maintain that trust. And as you would know, I'm sure you've got lots of horror stories about where organizations 
organizations through things they said, shared, whatever as part of their communications, whether it was planned or unplanned because they didn't have a clear strategy, their trust just disappeared overnight. So, you know, we need to be cautious in everything that we continue to communicate, but especially in what we are communicating. I wanted to share uh, just briefly with listeners today about something that you shared, and we're going to dive into really where you love to contribute and what you're an expert at, and that's content marketing. And you said, although it takes 12 to 18 months for content marketing to work, it really is worth it. Traffic growth for content marketing leaders is almost eight times that of followers. And that's not all. While content marketing costs 62% less than outbound marketing, it generates more than three times as many leads. I mean, if that doesn't emphasize why businesses today need to seriously consider the content that they're creating and obviously sharing, I mean, I don't know what what would. Yeah, well, look, it's it's huge and it's, you know, we're seeing now a situation where people are actually jumping on the content marketing bandwagon. But the, the thing about content marketing is that you can't really, if it's going to have these amazing results, which it can have and it does have, it can't just be any content anytime. Mm-hmm. It needs to be very focused and you need to approach it in a really, really, I guess, considered way and a very uh, holistic way so that you know exactly what you're doing, uh, what your clients, what your market expects from you, and also what it's going to bring for you, what commercial outcomes it's going to have for your business. But it's worth it. Definitely can transform your business and it can actually transform people's lives. It's that powerful. Oh, it certainly is. And I certainly agree with you when you said it has to have substance. I know a number of organizations have sadly gone, okay, content marketing, let's just put anything and everything out there and and really get a message out but unfortunately through not having a strategy and we're going to dive into it in much more depth in a moment about what it really means what is quality content to ensure success but how many times I've gone online to search for something I dive into an article or follow a link and it's like what it, and it really, and, and to me, it lessens my trust in a company if they do that. And it's not really providing me quality information. And what's happened, and I'm sure you probably talk about this all day, there is so much noise and clutter out there, which is content, which really is clutter. It's noise. It makes no real sense and it doesn't drive the successes. And I think for people that may be thinking today, yeah, we've been content creating and, and marketing and sharing, but it's not really worked. It's probably because it's not been the right content and there's no real substance. Oh, absolutely. Look, content that's got no meaning does nothing. It doesn't do it for anything. It just adds more noise to what is already an absolutely deafening um, marketplace. Mm -hmm. So it needs to mean something. And it actually is fairly scary to do because in order for it to mean something, you actually have to have some skin in the game. You need to be able to invest um, time, invest effort, invest money if you've got it, but also, uh, but more than anything else, you need to be able to put your values and your mission and your message out in the world for uh, everyone to see. You actually have to stand for something. Mm. And that is actually something that's relatively new for many companies, for many businesses. They go, oh, isn't it enough? (laughs) (laughs) Already I'm doing this. And well, you know what? No, it isn't. People actually need to know what it is that you stand for. Mm -hmm. If in this world that we're living in today, 
if you have a chance between buying a doohickey from someone who's nameless and a doohickey from a company who's actually put themselves forward as, I don't know, being concerned about the um, environmentally friendly way of creating their doohickeys and they've mm. let their clients know about it, they're going to be the ones that actually get the business. It's like, oh, great, they've got something that they're standing by. We're going to give them our $2.50. Now, one of the things that you've said, and I love this and I'll share it and we can sort of dive in it a little bit deep and it really adds value to what you've just been saying. Voice is a combination of audience, message, attitude and style. And I think what you've just said that whatever you create, if you can encompass and incorporate all of those areas, that's when your content really connects and on a deeper level and has that trust with consumers. Yes? Yes, absolutely. It's all about voice. And I'm, I've been talking about voice for many, many years now, and not just uh, as a content specialist, but actually for the 20 odd years that I've been teaching people how to write, writing fiction, writing nonfiction. The fact of the matter is that everything that there is to be said has been said. It's all been said before. Whenever people say, oh, I've got this great idea and it's, you know, I thought of it myself. Well, you know what? Mm -hmm. Chances are that Plato said it or I don't know, mm -hmm. or Henry Ford said it. What makes things different are the voices and that's the voices the way they sound like an individual voice, the attitude, the way of looking at this particular principle is a very individual one. So it's all about getting in touch with your voice, working out what it actually should sound like and remembering that, you know, this this is a metaphor, but sound like in inverted commas, how it's going to express itself to the world. That's what's going to make your content stand out because mm -hmm. that's what people look for, a fresh voice, someone who's going to give them this fresh insight into principles that are actually grounded and proven to work. One of the clear things that uh, comes so consistently across in your messaging and what you share with your clients and, and organisations and so forth, and I'm, it's really coming across in what you're sharing today, is that consistency, particularly your voice, is so very important. And when we get clear on, on what our voice is for an organisation, it doesn't matter if we've got people in our team that is helping us create the content or if we, you know, we um, utilize services such as yourself from an expert. When we're clear on that, it means that no matter who is creating that content, the consistency of that voice, uh, the message, the style is all going to be the same. Yes? Yes, absolutely. And this is one of the big things that's changed in communications over the last few years. Uh, traditional communications actually has one person talking to many people. But in this brave new world of heightened communications across the board, it means that we now have this new model where it's many people talking to many people. And that's everybody in the organization. So if you actually know what your voice is, this is something that everyone in the team can actually employ. They know what the message is, they know what the style is, they know what the attitude is, and everybody can communicate in a consistent way and in such a way that no one is ever left feeling like, oh my goodness, that particular person's tweet made us look bad. Mm. Everyone should be on board with what the actual business has to say and what the voice should be. Content is virtually 
anything that your market or your clients experience when they come to your website if uh, if that's your main mode of communication so it's the way things look it's what they experience it's what they see it's what they read so it's actually something quite vast people tend to think that content marketing is oh you know i've just got to write a few blogs and i'll be right but when you look at it in such a holistic way you realize that content is actually a vast vast entity mm. and the content marketing is actually the sharing of the content in a really generous and open way that makes the people that come to you actually it doesn't make them come to you it draws them to you and makes them stay with you mm -hmm. and i think one of the well there's several reasons why seth godin said what he did but across the board the statistics are very clear that while content marketing isn't the only marketing, it's certainly the most efficient one when it's done well. So it doesn't actually take the, uh, the place of other marketing, but it certainly makes it work a lot harder. It brings in more customers or clients, um, keeps them engaged. It means they're with you for the long haul. It also means that, um, for every piece of content you create, you know that it's going to last a lot longer. So it's not as transient as other kinds of marketing. Mm. And of course, you're able to have better targeting and a wider reach. So all of these things combine to make it a really, really compelling thing to do if you're serious about actually expanding your reach and being in people's minds and lives for a long, long time. Let's dive in. The single key to successful content marketing. And it's so simple, but at the same time, it's so, so hard. It's being consistently good and good and consistent. So consistently good means quality, of course. You know, that's a given. We shouldn't even be talking about everything that you're putting out there needing to be as good as it can be but it's not enough if you write a brilliant i don't know a, a brilliant dissertation type blog and you only do it once every six months or, or spasmodically it's not going to actually have any traction for you you need to be consistent and this is by far the biggest challenge that any business has big or small uh in actually uh, executing a content marketing strategy. It's that consistency. So if you're going to have that consistency, you're going to have to actually do some things that are going to ensure that that it happens. When you talk about consistency and having a, a strategy, I would imagine that when done well, you've got uh, your, your team members or you've hired someone as yourself, an expert to, to be part of the team, you're really continuing to create ahead of time so that you know if you're posting on a weekly basis or, or a bi-weekly or a monthly, that that consistent time schedule is, is uh, always followed, yes? Yes, absolutely. Amongst all the things to be consistent with, that is right up there, you know, that you are consistently posting, you know, once you decide how often you're going to actually uh, publish your content, that you stick to it, uh, come hell or high water, and consistency in other ways as well. We mentioned voice earlier, making sure that the, you know, that the voice is consistent, that you are on message all the time, that everything that you put out there actually winds back in some way 
to what you actually stand for and you've got to share with the world. So consistency in every way. But that um, with, with uh, the publishing is absolute key. Yeah. I believe that uh, one of the key ways to lose trust is to say to your audience, to your consumers, that here is our, um, our production or our publication schedule and then to break that because it kind of seeds in the, the minds of the consumer. If that is broken, I wonder what other things they're not able to, to keep up. Oh, yes. It's a, it's a very subtle but powerful message. You go, okay, you know, you've led me. You've led me down this path. You've got me and now you've let me down. Mm. You know, it's it's one of those unwritten contracts that you shouldn't break. Yeah. Look, we're going to talk about three ways to ensure success with your content marketing and some of them may be the things that we've spoken about already today, but I think they're so important it needs to be reiterated. So let's talk about the first way that ensures our success with the content marketing that we're doing. Okay. All right. Well, look, because it all harks back to being consistent, the three ways to do this are based on being consistent. So the first way is to pick one thing and do it really, really well. And look, it's incredibly tempting to see everything that, that you can do with content, whether it's podcasting or whether it's videos or whether it's blogging or whether it's some other wonderful thing that you can do. It's very tempting to actually go holus bolus and do, I'm going to do all of it, but that never lasts. You're far better off picking the one thing that you can do absolutely brilliantly well and do it brilliantly well. So that would be step one, pick your one thing. Mm. And that's actually true whether you are an entrepreneur and there's just one of you or whether you are a big business just venturing forth into content marketing. Pick the one thing and do it well and do it consistently well for that minimum 12 to 18 months and then you can reassess and see whether that's working and you can add something else other strings to your bow but doing that one thing and doing it well is absolutely the best way that you can start and ensure that consistency fantastic so what would be the second way okay the second way is to focus on what some people call call core content but there's actually other words for it as well such as uh, foundation content and look what core content is is a big piece of content it's it's huge okay so a piece of core content would deal with topics rather than say um, ideas for articles or ideas for blogs or podcasts it contains all your big ideas it contains research whether it's primary or secondary thought leadership your vision your mission and you've got this big piece of content that you can do two things with you can either convert it into a white paper and share that via, uh, I don't know, some sort of gated system where people actually sign up to access it. But the other thing you can do that's far more important is create what's called derivative assets from it. So you have got something that's big enough to be an ebook or something like that, and you actually pull bits out of it to create your podcasts, to create your blogs, to create your slide shares. So these are all derivative assets. And the way you do that, 
the way you create something is by making it really, really, really specific. So mm. supposing that you have got a big white paper or that I have a big white paper about content marketing and it contains the sum of my knowledge about content marketing, what I would do is look at it and go, gee, I've got a little paragraph there about the persona, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull that paragraph out and I'm going to expand on it. I'm going to make it really specific and I'm going to expand on it. So I'll pull out the bit that says personas are really key for creating an engaging voice and I will expand on that and that's going to be then a derivative asset. So what I've actually done is I haven't had to rack my brain for ideas for something that I can publish this week, it's already there. So if actually you take the time to create a piece of core content, it does take some time, it takes some effort, it takes some uh, investment of some sort, it actually means that you have got a really huge asset. You can always be mining it for derivative assets, which is what you publish regularly, mm -hmm. and you've also got the entire foundation for your planning, which is... Uh, your, the third uh, way that you can ensure success in your content marketing. Planning. Let's dive into that. Okay. Well, the third way is to have an editorial calendar or some sort of other planning tool, but I prefer an editorial calendar. Now, any editor of any publication lives and breathes and dies by the editorial <laughs> calendar. You have to have an editorial calendar if you're going to actually have that level of consistency. That means you sit down and you actually decide what it is that you're going to be doing for the next six to 12 months. The further ahead, the better. And in journalism, it's a bit of a joke that you've got people in, in Australia here, for example, you've got people in the heat of summer. So around about this time of year, they're actually thinking about um, what they're going to be publishing six months on. So say in the middle of winter. So you'll have someone like the, you know, the Women's Weekly um, cookery team are going to be going, oh, okay. So we start you know, we need to start thinking about comforting, warming foods for winter and they're going to be going, oh, it's so hot. But, yes, mm. they have to be thinking ahead, six months ahead to what they're going to be publishing. Using that same principle, that's what you should be doing as well. So a little bit of planning, no matter how keen you are to get into your content marketing, and I do hope that you're keen because you should be, all these wonderful benefits, just hold back for a little while, long enough to actually get a calendar. And your calendar should have a mixture of things that you can share with people. So there's a lot of focus now on evergreen content, which mm -hmm. is content that never actually goes um, out of, well, I was going to say out of style, but actually it means becomes irrelevant. But you should still have a little bit of flexibility to allow for things that happen in the world that you would like to address. And mm. this is particularly relevant if you are looking to establish yourself as some sort of thought leader in your field. You should always be flexible enough to allow that, hey, this has happened in the news and I would really, really like to address it. Um, and people will really um, stick with you then because you are not only providing them with those long-term um, consistent, it, even, uh, I don't know, universal principles, but also the timely 
uh, right now information that they're really craving. Mm, absolutely. If an organisation has recognised, okay, we now can see that our consistency of content marketing or the information that we're providing really is not, you know, focused on a particular topic and we've just been, you know, just sharing any old, old thing and it's not really had purpose and, and meaning and they're struggling with that and they'd love to, to find out more about how you can support them. How best for them to get in contact with you? Well, they can give me a ring, which is quite easy to do. I prefer to speak to people on the phone. Otherwise, they can send me an email, which is Violetta, V-I-O-L-E-T-A, at violettabalhas.com. Easy peasy. And then we'll have a chat. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Violetta. I know that uh, many organisations realise and recognise because they've heard that content marketing is uh, so very important. And really thank you for sharing your insights uh, a little bit more into certainly what is quality content and what's really going to work for our business. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. This is great. It's been heaps of fun. Are you a specialist who supports small business? and you want to increase your visibility, reach and influence with your own podcast channel, but you don't want to handle the back-end management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host, or if you have an existing business-focused podcast, and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, let's talk. To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. And as previously, I know you've taken lots of notes and please do reach out to Violetta if you're struggling with your content marketing or you want to take that to the next level. Also, if you do want to connect with Australia's foremost collective of business experts and industry thought leaders for small to medium-sized businesses, go to www.ssba.net.au. That's ssba.net.au.